let's just keep rocking. And uh, yeah, coffee shops, dude, always a great place. You know, you get people from all over the community coming in, getting work done, whatever, you know. So I remember uh, when you first started, man, it was just right close to where I live. And you were, yeah. uh, you know, it was like a lot of stuff was going on, but you were out there. You know, you had your business and selling yes. your product, and I, and I respected that because I'm Dude, somebody who, who did, you know, did the same stuff and does now. So yeah. Plus, you got the the thing that kept me coming back to Simple Merchant is the um, the product. Just the coffee's really nice. Good, I know? try, dude. I care. I'm always getting better too. I like to say that my only competition is me. That's cool. And I'm new, dude. I'm new to the coffee world. It's been about a year mm-hmm. and fully engaged in the specialty coffee. Um, I made coffee and other, you know, around it with jobs and stuff on the West Coast here, but fully engaged in specialty coffee. It's been just the year that my business has been going. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and I really wanted to, I'm excited to be here with no time limit to ask you about your business. Okay. How it got started, what you do, some of the people you work with. Tell me about it. Yeah, sure. J. Arthur. J. Arthur and Co. Yeah, that's my business. We're about six and a half years in. Um, we are a marketing firm. Really what we do in today's day and age is we design and engineer digital products for companies. So our core competency, what we do the most of is websites. But by digital products, I also mean software, web applications, um, apps, and things of that nature. So we do quite a bit of websites. We really have two separate customers. We have a corporate customer on the agency side of our business where we serve corporations and we really build them, you know, a, just a grade A website with content from A to Z. So we make all the conf- content from strat- scratch, from the copy to the creative, to the production of assets like photo. So it's really an organic process and uh, it's a, you know, really what I want to build is the best web services firm out there. Dude, and and we also have, a, just want to just want to go to the other side. So that's the corporate side. And then we have the small business market, which is 28, cool. mil- there's 28 million small businesses in America. And we feel as though we have the best website product for a small business for the value. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's $95 a month, but you get everything you get. Oh, a, shit. A, a custom product, the server the hosting, the maintenance to it, everything, the mobile side that is just like a tight mobile website. So that's pretty much it. We're, we're a marketing firm first, which means we our job is to get our uh, customers business to get yeah. it. That's what marketers are supposed to do. And then we have a real focus in the web services side of things. So yeah, thanks for asking. It's uh, something I enjoy doing a lot and I've had the business for six and a half years and just looking to build it up. Dude, and it's really cool how you have like a subscription element to it $95 a month subscription right. seems to be key business these days and yeah. it also it's like like you're telling it to me like I think oh shit I could do that like it's not a huge entry fee do you, is there like an entry fee too no for small businesses no that's oh, it dude, it's that's $95 awesome. a month but it's it's a it's basically what some people pay thousands of dollars to uh, providers and they get bad products so it's a it's a really yeah. uh, high value site but yeah there's an element of uh, subscription base like that SaaS model um, where it helps with cash flow for the business you know when you're able to to do the recurring fees they they just get deducted each month and cash flow is a big part to building a business yeah Um, 
I'm somebody, you know, uh, very much in the midst of building my business, but I like to study a lot of people way more successful than me, cool. you know, that you can learn from. And um, there's a guy, Robert Kiyosaki, that just for business knowledge, for, for people starting a business and overall financial education, he's got the best literature out there. Because what are the he, books? What, what books? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, that's the one. Cash Flow Quadrants. He's got a whole series. Yeah. I mean, they just build on each other. But he explains it basically so a, a kid could understand it. And that's what real mastery is when you can simplify things. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's that's one thing. I am constantly reading Robert and watching his content. But I just try to be a student of the game. Like you said, like, you know, you're new to this, but you've always been in the restaurant industry. And it's amazing what you can do with, a hundred, with so much focus. Like, I was pretty new to business when I started, too. But I dedicated myself to under- learning, et cetera. And you see the progress that goes along with that. Business is the ultimate tool of, like, it's really a self-development tool. You have to develop yeah. yourself to develop oh, your shit. business. Big time. And, and you have to be 100% accountable because it's like anything that goes wrong in my company, it's my fault. Yeah. Anything that anybody oh, does. Oh, did I play the blame game in my head all day long? It's hard. We'll, we all go through that and learn. It's like, fuck, man. I'd be doing so much better. COVID. Oh, fuck. COVID. No one else had to deal with COVID. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do it all day long. Well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, you're doing well through COVID, but uh, that's one of the things that COVID has been is kind of that excuse in a lot of ways for... Um, but but got to stay but, adaptable. But I always saw you as somebody who you were out there... Uh, on the sidewalk outside and it's like you weren't actually going to let external forces stop you from getting to your goal which was selling coffee the brand obviously providing for your family that's your end goal yeah but that's what i respected and liked and cool yeah yeah but but i'm the same way and i think uh there's a lot of business owners like that you know there's always going to be external things going on but with with a business you have to give it your focus and attention uh unless you're just like an uber talented you know, I think that's just the way business is, you know, unless you're like a unicorn. But most every business starts as a small business. What's a unicorn? Like a unicorn, like startup is like these companies that get $100 million funding and they're like this big business overnight. Yeah. Right. But most businesses like Harley Davidson, Walmart started as a small business. Ocean State Job Lot. They all Do you started. know much about Ocean State Job Lot? It should be. Um, maybe not as much as you. I have a friend who. Uh, who's telling me, like, dude, he started, and I don't, I don't know, so this is just take it with a grain of salt, right? But he's telling me, like, oh, dude, they started, like, in his basement. Like, he wanted to have a store, and you could go to his house and pick things up. Like, I have a friend who, That's awesome. who tells I me he's I love those friends. stories, dude. Yeah. They're inspiring. You yeah. can have one. <laughs> you have one. Fuck, dude. I have one. I was in a one-bedroom apartment with two guys living in it, paying 200 bucks a month in rent. And I had to make something happen. And I had, I had a blog at the time that was like, that was my sole source of trying to run ads on a blog. Very hard. You have to get a lot <laughs> of traffic, dude. And it wasn't earning much. So I was like looking around my community and I want to take, I want to take websites to businesses as a product because literally it could pay my rent easier. That's how it started for me. And then you just keep learning and keep growing. And that to me was what it's all about. But like I said, there's a lot more successful people than me that you could take advice from, but I try to, you know, study and model as many, not many successful people as I can, ultra successful, you know, like we don't want to demonize success. It's kind of, I don't know. Is that part of culture now? I do that too. I totally do that, dude. I look at someone and I'm like, oh fuck, they think they're fucking better than me because they fucking got a bazillion dollars and oh look, it's easy when you have all the money in the world, right? I do that. I don't think it's the right thing to do. 
I like well, it. That's one of the things that you taught me. Like, you woke me to that. Like, dude, just because somebody has money doesn't mean they're a villain. That's pretty cool. Right. It's uh, those middle class. We all grow up with them. Or not all, but so a lot of people grow up with those, and they can be self-limiting beliefs. That's a real thing in society. Kiyosaki hammers goes all over that. That's where I learned it. That's the only reason I even know is because I opened up his books. So, um, but but at the same time, most people that had massive success had that story. Man, they yeah. were struggling too, yeah. dude. You know, and um, but we all have our own journey and our own grind in life, and we just gotta. I just try to hammer away at that, and just you want a beer? Yeah, sure. What do you want to try first? Captains? Double, double, yeah. Let me pour it for you. Sure. So I have my Santa hat on. I know you can't see it, but <laughs> the reason I, the reason I have, have video it. Going, video going? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, sweet. Uh, the reason is because I saw Todd kicked it off the first episode of Unacculturated, I believe. That was the first episode, right? Yes. So Todd Lachance, community manager here at Innovate Newport, he came in dressed as basically Buddy the Elf. <laughs> he's got a thing going on. He's got a thing going on. 21 days of sunshine. 21 days of sunshine, and I, I thought it was really cool because it's the Christmas spirit around here in a Newport. So I wanted to do my part and with her. You know, we, I think everybody needs a little Christmas spirit these days. You can the tell year me. we've had. What's up? Huh? Oh yeah. Oh, the mic. Sure. I got some mic mic skills. Mike Jack. Yeah, dude. Todd is great to have, was great to have on the show. I can't wait to have him on again. Yeah, I just liked what he was doing around here with the 21 Days of Funshine. Oh, dude, the, awesome. With the uh, good vibes, you know. Everyone needs a little of that. It's been a kick in the ass year. And, uh, yeah, I want to do my part, but. Sick. Yeah, dude. Well, I love having you here in the shop when hanging out and stuff. I love yeah. It. It's my dream. Well, that's much appreciated, man. I appreciate uh, coming in here and. Hanging out, getting work done, meeting people, you know, some interesting people always coming in out of coffee shops. You get Dude, some interesting customers, right? Great place to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> there's always people coming in here. There's, um, so there's this girl, Al, my friend Al now. Yep. She comes in, she's a photographer, one of maybe the six photographers who I've met in this shop in the past three months I've a lot been of here. creatives around these parts. Dude, big time. Yep. So when she first came in, she's like, you know, I'm new to the city, like, I come here, COVID happens. It's been a while. I don't really know anybody or I'm having a hard time getting to know people. Right. So I was like, hang out here. I'll introduce you to people. So my buddy Mike comes in, dude, Mike, Al's a photographer too. This person comes in. Hey, this is Al. I mean, it was totally organic and it was awesome. And, And maybe in two or three hours, she had met a few people and it was a lot of fun. I that's mean, one of the best places to meet people when you're new to a city or town. That's why I want to hit coffee the shops, show. and usually you have friendly people who are interactive and sweet. Dude, this beer is amazing. This is it is very good. Beers. Very good. <laughs> um, I have a tendency to chug beers on the show. This is my this is what I'm learning. So, dude, it's Saturday. You put in a good week, right? And you're open tomorrow. You got Thursdays off, so you're you're grinding it out, man. Yeah. What were you just saying, though? What were you just saying about, oh, meeting people in coffee shops? Oh, I had a thought. I lost <laughs> I might have cut you off. <laughs> no, I think I cut you off, dude, but uh, that's cool. That Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. You have a great way 
of dealing with your customers. You understand customer Thanks, service. Dude. Customer service, uh, that's business. Customer comes first. It's pretty much our job as business owners is to figure out what we need to do to just go over the top and deliver maximum value to our customers. And uh, you have a very uh, personable approach of how you, you, know, you make that person feel welcome. It's hospitality, I believe. You know, and uh, when you have your own place like this, you're in the hospitality business, basically. And yeah, I noticed that off the bat too. So I'm all about customer service, man. Uh, that's a Nick. Key. What? What's the book you 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 got me? You got me into? Yeah. Setting the table. Cool. Cool it's hospitality book that I'm kind of combing through. But he told me, Nick told me, our producer, Nick, behind the scenes. Yeah. Nick's a homie. I haven't really introduced Nick on the show, but Nick's a homie from the shop that I hope we have a show with Nick too. But setting the table, cool hospitality book. Yeah, dude. I've only just, I've only just poked through it, but, uh, you know, something cool. Heck yeah, dude. One of my favorite hospitality guys is Tillman Fertitta. Owns the Houston Rockets, Landry's Inc. Okay, cool. Yeah, and he talks about how pretty much in no matter what business you're in, you're in the hospitality business because of your customers. You know, you look at a guy like Jeff Bezos, his whole theory, the richest guy in the world, which I saw $172 billion. That's a little freaky. What the fuck? Dude? That's freaky. But he started as, I want, his whole theory is customer obsession. I want to... Deliver over the top and look at Amazon. I mean, convenience. You I think is huge with him. What'd you say? Convenience. True. True. Did he kind of come out of nowhere? He was uh, working on Wall Street, and he just saw the opportunity in the '90s, and he saw the, at a hedge fund, I believe, and he saw the opportunity in uh, e-commerce that was coming. Not everybody believed in the internet. Yeah. You know, we have the internet, bro. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Like, we've talked about it. Like, these guys who started businesses, and if you weren't, like, bred for it, because I had the kind of the same background. It's not as if I was bred to be a business person or build a business. Like, you know, same things you talk about. You know, it's part of how you grow up and how, how you think about money and stuff. But um, these guys in the 1800s or whatever, like, how did they do it? Yeah, just like trekking it, horse and buggy. Yeah, wild. But they did it, and they actually built America that way. It's pretty crazy. Was business as big as it is now? Like, could there be big business then? I know there was the railroad guys, the oil guys, but like, I'm sure there was a lot of small businesses too, man. There's always. I imagine it was mostly small businesses. Yeah, maybe it was more. I think there was a lot of businesses, man, because people really were sold out on the American dream. You know. That's and that possibility was very new, you know, fresh off the Revolutionary War. So that was, I don't know if it was more part. I think there's more wealth now, more like because there's more people alive. But it's a good question, you know, was it as a prevalent amount of culture? I don't know that it is now, you know. We have shows like Shark Tank and stuff, that was always cool. Um, but yeah, business is one part of life, man. There's other parts of life. Right, it's just one thing that if you if you're able to do something that you really enjoy doing, it's really not work, right? Yes. You seem pretty happy in here, dude. I'm right living the shop. dream. Yeah, exactly. Living the Same, fucking dream. Brother. Cheers. Cheers to that, dude. Straight up, man. And we're just gonna say it. 
and be happy about it because I'm gonna have to pick less delicious beers because this is fucking amazing. It's slowing me down, dude. <laughs> it's all good. We man. gotta get into the local stuff all too. Good. The malasada too. It's all so, bueno. Jeff, did I know you before the the car? I was thinking about that. Did you used to come into the cafe? I used to, yeah. I used to come in a corner because I lived right down the street. See, I knew that maybe I knew you. So now in my head, I know you from here. But I thought maybe I knew you from there too. Yeah. I wasn't sure. That's happened a few times since opening my business. Oh, I'm sure, dude. I'm sure you get people that were customers. I think the first time you came to the car, I was like, hey, dude, I know you from the cafe, right? Yeah. But now that's gone in Definitely my head. Did. I just Definitely know you did. from here. Definitely did. <laughs> so Corner, They got great food over there, man. I love that is some top-notch food, I gotta say. Dude, okay, if we're gonna get into the corner cafe, I'll get into it. <laughs> Fucking my family, dude. They've oh. given me more love than I could have ever imagined. They take care of their people. No one leaves there. Everybody loves being there. You go there, and people tell me, I come here for the service, too. Like, everyone's happy to be there. Everyone's having fun. It's like, I That's don't know awesome. if it's like something out of a movie or something, but like... <laughs> You know, like, you imagine, like, a restaurant where everyone's, like, bouncing and telling jokes behind the bar, and fucking, you got Beth telling you fucking awesome, like, just hilarious, and, oh, my God, I fucking love it there, man. So, I was there. For anyone who doesn't know the Corner Cafe, the Corner Cafe is in Newport, and uh, also, anyone who doesn't know, I just started my business this year, but before starting my business, I was at the Corner Cafe three or four years. My wife, Jade is there and she's worked there for near six years now and also jade's worked there before in the past so they've just been our like family to us that's sweet yeah and honestly what you just described is the corner cafe because from a customer someone who just loves food and good service and all the things like the food's amazing the people are nice you know it's the type of place you go you're like excited to leave a tip you know that's cool. Yeah. And um, that's great, man. And you, you must have been thinking, you and Jade must have been thinking about this for like brewing it up, so to speak. So I never imagined myself as a businessman, right? But I feel like no matter what you open, you become, you are a businessman, right? You have to become a business person. Absolutely. But I will say that I always imagined owning some a place. And uh, I've always wanted to own a place. So how I ended up at the shop, I came across on Facebook Marketplace, somebody doing a coffee cart. And I know guys have done it, um, like Nitro Cart. Mm -hmm. They are like, Nitro Cart is like the idea of like what a successful, somebody starting something and gaining success can be. Mm -hmm. I love those guys. And they say that they're going to come on the show too, so I hope they're going to do it. It's going to be a collision of coffee worlds, dude. Dude, what, I think it's 68%. I think it's 68% of people on the planet drink coffee. It's, it's there for all of us. Like, it's as important as... To me, it's as important as water. Water is only important because it's a coffee ingredient. <laughs> 100%, dude. 100%. Coffee is fantastic. I'm on board with that. Dude, with the shop comes culture, too. Like, I come in here, and then artists are moving upstairs, and I'm so fucking stoked. We got Newport Art House moving upstairs and Innovate. I love Innovate, the community that's building. I feel like it's, it's, it's like birthing something in Newport 
like uh, like AS220 adds to Providence, you know? Okay. Like a little hub. Mm-hmm. And I'm so stoked to be a part of this building and this little community that's growing. I it's absolutely awesome. agree with that. I'm also huge fan of Innovate Newport, client of my company's. Uh, work hand in hand with Todd and just though like you said the overall culture and the buzz people coming in and out and obviously we want we want to encourage more people Newport Rhode Island area visitors innovative people creatives businesses you know there's a great co-working space environment upstairs and just collaborating 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 with uh people around you and talking about ideas and what being motivated and inspired right yeah among other things yeah, so I mentioned it on the first episode, and I'll say it again. You said it's a, essentially a playground for business people. It's a place where you can come, and they give you the tools. They give you the hammer to go build something, right? Like, if you're a creative person, you come to innovate, and like you said, playground is a perfect way to say it. Yeah, I would describe it a little different, but sort of the same. I mean, you got to do the work, right? But if you want to get in a conducive atmosphere where... Y- it's you can focus and do what you need to do everyone has to do what they need to do in their business right back to the self-reliance accountability personal development side of owning a business or really doing anything you want to do well but to get connected to have that good energy around of other people chasing the same thing that's that's a that's where you type of place you want to work at you know so that's why i like to come here when i'm working you know most of the time, the vast majority of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, absolutely. And pursue the dream. Yeah. What's the, what do you want to do with Simple Merchant, man? What's the grandiose vision? Well, my first goal was to give myself a job, right? You've accomplished that. And it's a job that I love. So I at first felt uncomfortable with the word barista because you don't hear it that much. I don't even I felt, think of that word. Yeah, no, it's not a word that's around. But at first I felt uncomfortable about saying it. But I'm getting to a place where I don't feel uncomfortable about saying it. Because coffee, I think barista is a trade. Some people call it a craft. I think of it like a trade, mm-hmm. like a welder. Right. Should a welder be embarrassed to say he's a welder? Dude, I spend all day long learning about coffees, and I'm not even cracking the, cracking the bean <laughs> for a corny pun. Like, I'm just getting to even knowing anything about coffee. It's totally a trade. That's, you have that learner's mindset, though. That's because you're so interested in it. You don't get that because you, you do know a lot. You know a lot more than most people, but you're like, there's way more to know. Yeah. That's how I feel about, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of things. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny because you said the term barista. I don't even think of that at yeah. all. You, know? but you don't hear it. It's funny because when you have something, you have a startup, small business, and in order to grow it and go to the next level, it's like you have fears in your mind. I have them in my mind. Everybody does. So, like, that's just a, something in your head. And insecurity, yeah. Yeah, totally. but, like, but, but, and that's part of going to the next level of business. I have them about the next level I have to go to in business. You know, and it's like, uh, but a lot of that stuff you face it doesn't it's like no one's thinking about that other than you (laughs) you know (laughs) it's kind of wild this is the psychology of it you know yeah you have big things happening too huh you said you're leaving soon to i don't know if you oh yeah let me show you Uh, this is a cool platform to show this phone's a little low on battery but 
think we able to pull it up. Yeah, so I'm heading out west. Uh, I'm t- I have some clients in the uh, Las Vegas area. It's a great uh, Las Vegas. I keep thinking Colorado for some reason. Someone else told me they're going to Colorado. Right. Yeah, you're going it's, outside uh, Vegas. It's a great market for the trade show industry. Uh, Vegas is really run a lot by the trade show industry, and obviously, it's the hospitality destination of the world. So, what I am bringing to mar- bring to market out there, I'm just gonna pull it up. It's a web VR application for uh, hotel and property oh, property right. websites. Yeah, I showed you. Sick. Joy. Sick. Yeah, I'll find it. I wish there was a way to cast it to the TV. No, it's be- actually it? it's best used on, on the phone uh, on mobile phone mobile yeah. that's Sick. really that's really the application if you show there is a off. growing number number of uh mobile users right now it's depending where you get your numbers it's about 50 50 some say maybe closer to 60 40 it's just like the data uh it depends you know it depends uh you're what, talking overall use or uh, just viewing in this industry? yeah viewing on websites and yeah. and oh i would have thought it was actually the vast majority of mobile use times is apps applications but even on websites it's about 50 oh. 50. it just oh, depends wow. on on which industry etc yeah, so much mobile so yeah it's, it's called web vr okay it's a tremendous uh tool for the hospitality industry so this immersive you, website you might be better bringing it over here yeah too. i'll just give the general idea this immersive website requires access to your device motion sensors so you this is basically you'd be viewing a hotel room this way instead of the normal way you do, which is just kind of swipe through pictures. So access to your motion orientation, and then you, you literally are inside a picture. So people will be able to see, oh, they have that engagement, that experience that the properties out there are looking for to get people to book uh, because they can see exactly where they'll be staying. So um, that's cool. That's what I have going on end of the month, first quarter next so- year. Anyone who's listening, Jeff has his phone and he's pointing it around like it's a, a VR experience, like it's 3D. Like you it's could actually put a headset on and you'd be you'd have that, cool. but not many people use headsets right now. So yeah. on your phone, uh, basically you're moving your phone in front or around yep. you, and it's showing you different parts of the picture. So you're seeing it in real time. Oh, that's where the bed is. That's sick. Where the, yeah. So it's different. It's uh, it's gonna have its use. It's about engagement, getting people's attention. A lot of like getting conversions on websites or any digital product. You have to get their attention. You have to be easy to use, easy to take action and, and make a purchase or or, or uh, have some sort of action. Yeah. Lead yeah. taking. Yeah. Uh, Interest. So yeah. yeah, that'll be fun, and just doing stuff like that. Like I said, sixty about sixty percent of what we do is in the website space that's our core competency but you know we do you know uh, audio production a, a suite of services media buying uh, we develop proprietary technology so my company owns proprietary technology that we coded up uh, like text marketing platforms um, the web VR applications cool uh, things like that so and you know just uh, got a lot of work to do in my business don't get me wrong really do that's exciting yeah it, it is it really is <laughs> because i i enjoy doing it so what the heck sick it doesn't mean it's always fun though and it doesn't mean it's not hard as heck and that uh you know i have to constantly like i said look at as a business owner whatever goes wrong in my organization it's because i didn't set up the system i didn't set up the process i didn't train somebody or whomever didn't train somebody the right way and that's all on the business owner so it's a lot of responsibility uh, if you want to yeah keep going to the next level right yeah employees are one of the things that scared me yeah luckily i have bailey 
who may still be here. He's literally working while I'm over here chatting. <laughs> Kid's amazing. Sure. So I really very lucky, very fortunate. Well, you can only do so much by yourself, and it's really important to have a team. The right because team yeah. members can empower you. You you know they can do things you can't. You know I have people on my team. You know my CTO, Chief Technology Officer, is uh, uh, in Sri Lanka, and he's just so brilliant. You know he's such a brilliant software engineer that he just solves so many problems. Like my business doesn't exist without him. You know, and then I have uh, my creative director Chris, who's out in uh, Germany from London originally, but he lives in Germany. So, and then we have other team members too. But like, I'm always thinking about, man, where is this person better than me, and how can they take? Uh, how can I empower them to, to to grow more and do more? That's really what I'm. I'm in a phase right now, six and a half. And I don't mean to hammer on business, but we talk about this stuff anyways. No, this is, yeah, this yeah. is one of the reasons I was excited to have you. Oh, cool. About six and a half years in, but I'm going through a transition of like from a founder to a, more of like a CEO role of thinking and just overall business execution. So yeah. the founder role to me is more like you're doing it. You, you have 100% passion. You're doing whatever it takes. You're uh, recruiting, recruiting team members. You're doing the tech side. You're doing customer service. You're doing sales. You are just all about the business and then trying to attract people around um, your business. But I'm at the point where I really have to start better optimizing my time. You know, I have great people in place that know that. So it's like trust, right? Oh, yeah. I have great people in place Scary. that are good at what they do. They're better at what they do in my business than I am you know, way better. So I need to do what I am good at and what, what is gonna basically take the company to the next level where I can pay them way more and I can pay other people and hire people, you know? So that's, for me, you know, I have those specific objectives. It's just a different, yeah, it's like a founder to CEO transition I feel like I'm going through and I get knocked on my butt a lot during this current transition. By no means have I mastered it, but it's like you said, I want to, so I'm gonna, I'm willing to, go through what it takes to figure it out, you know? The, the way I understood it was like going from uh, operator to owner. Right. Well said. Um, and being able to, and like I, I love working behind the counter and making the coffees. And I want to do that forever. But maybe I do it in less, less full time. Maybe maybe less seventy five hours a week and more like right. one day a week on Saturdays or something, but um, being able to do things like this, or reaching out to you for digital services or things like that to transition to that's pretty cool. Yeah, but, but it's it's like you almost have to be like that starting out though because that's yeah. what makes the business survival. Like the heart of the business it's definitely survival hundred percent, and that can go on. You know, and, and I think not everyone wants to make that transition. Transition, I particularly do because I don't want to just grow my business. I want to double. I want to like quantumly grow my business, double, triple, forex. Wow, but yeah. so I'm like, dude, I can't do exactly the same things I'm doing. I got to do new things. So I've identified what I need to do. I really just need to be spending my time in really capital, 100% business to growth capital, uh, building relationships. 
Right, and just uh, making making deals and things happen that have a direct monetary value, big monetary value on the company, you know. Um, and it's hard because I like customer service too. I like project management. I've done yeah. it countless times. I've done it. I still do it, you know. But I kick myself because I'm like, I have to get out of project management. As much as I enjoy it, and I feel like I have to hand that off to somebody who, whatever they might you know, handle it a different way. And then there's a variable, but so just, just shit like that. It's fun. It's just like a challenge, man. I always like the challenge. I was watching a video a few, uh, a little while ago, a few hours ago. And it was this, uh, shop cat and cloud and they're pretty, pretty well known, like internet on the internet and stuff. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And, uh, this one guy, Chris Baca, he's like a well-known internet uh barista right. i think he i don't know if he was a barista champion or what that's like the the barista competition right mm-hmm. i know he entered in the championships before but what i'm trying to get at is uh cat and cloud they posted something i think his name's jared one of the owners and it was like a unpracticed behind the bar on a saturday and he, he made a live video of him and chris working behind the bar and i think they I think for whatever reason they had to work behind the bar and they were talking about like they were showing like how they were like unpracticed but he still knew what he was doing like yeah yeah <laughs> whipping behind the bar but it's kind of funny the two owners because as you grow you start employing people and you you're you go one way doing other things yeah 100 percent. it's different for every Fun. business i can't recommend robert kiyosaki it's anybody who's listening to this who has any inkling of uh you know doing something of your own or whatever, or just learning about it, like personal finance, even Robert Kiyosaki, the guy, he just, he's a guy who's just like changed so many lives through his literature. There's a lot of people like that out there that we're lucky to find. Yeah. You know, that we can draw inspiration from, again, because of the internet and also because they put it out there. I like, like I got books. my Goggins shirt on, you know Goggins? No. David Goggins? Oh, oh tell me. <laughs> Nick's like, I know who he hey, is. It's a good time to learn. <laughs> tell me. Dude, I can't even explain him. Is he a business guy? Yeah, I just want you to go to his Instagram because right. if I try to, he's 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 more of a ultra marathon ex military, just savage mindset. Like he ran two two hundred mile races within ten days of each other, and he's a beacon for like what's possible. He's all about what we were talking about, like personal accountability, and like that you are gonna have to pay the price and improve yourself. If you want things in your life to change, but he's just like not, he just says it straight up. No BS. I think you were the person telling me about him. Yeah. So I'm repping my Goggins. Shout out David Goggins. He's had a huge impact on my life. His book can't hurt me. Uh, he's a guy who puts everything on the table, dude. He, he, he was courageous enough to put his whole life on the table so that people can see, okay, what's holding me back is my own. Cause he says, you know, I had to fix myself all these things. What's holding me back is my own bullshit. It's not anybody else, you know, so that's why I, I wore my Goggins shirt today. So I'll give him a shout out. I'm going to look him up so we can kind of check it out together in person. Yeah. Live. It's a bad MF for that's fact what you just said. Like badass? <laughs> I'm going to have to hit follow on that bad boy. Is this him? Let's check his shit out. Yeah, you'll like it, dude. It'll, well, the bottom line is he'll motivate you and inspire you, and you'll just start doing. Like, if you really watch his shit, that's what he does, dude. He's at the fuck head of the pack. Oh, you know really? what I mean? He's just one of those guys that show. It's oh, like. Liked by Jay Arthur Co. 
<laughs> oh yeah, every post. <laughs> but uh. Where did I see him? Oh, dude, he was on that documentary about uh, uh, eating plant-based. Oh yeah, right. Change. What is it called? Well, everyone who's listening knows. The only well, one who here's knows a guy who's 45 years old. He's running 400 miles in a week or whatever. And oh, fuck. It's like, what's your excuse? He's showing you it's possible. Fuck. And it's, um, but, but how about this? And that reminds me of like the Tyson, um, uh, what's it called? A Roy Jones Jr. fight. Those are two guys in their 50s, bro. But like, think what you want about, you know, the fight. But they're showing you like, they look great. And they're like beasting it in the gym, and it's like maybe this con- the, what we thought about age isn't true. Maybe we can, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do more later in life. Con- there's more people showing that example, like Tom Brady. He's in his 40s. Like, I don't know. Human beings have a way of like one-upping, you know. So I look at guys like that. They're like showing you what's what's possible, and I appreciate it because it's like I gotta step my shit up, man. <laughs> Dude, I really do feel like sometimes I need to stop my brain. Like, rest is important, too. But creating is important, too. Well, that's well said. Hustle is important. Uh, I wish I need to make time for physical health more. Speaking of which, donuts, brother. (laughs) Speaking of which, no donuts for me. No, but 100%. So, you're ever going to treat yourself? Need donuts is the time to treat yourself, dude. I don't doubt they're delicious, dude. Dude, I don't doubt it. It's stupid good, like... Life changing. That's not even a donut. Donuts. Hold on, but fucking amazing. Shout out. Yes, absolutely. It is a shout out. And there out. is a thing for uh, you know uh, having that right food at the right time. Where yeah, um, yeah. So David Goggins, a plant based video. I wish I, I wish I knew. Everyone right now is yelling it at whoever's listening. They're yelling it at me right now through the oh the plant based documentary airwaves. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, someone told me to check it out. I watched it. It was pretty cool. Um, it, you know, and I feel like those documentaries these days have some like scare tactics and stuff, you know. But oh hell yeah, every documentary <laughs> has an agenda, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it, it tricks you. Like you're like, fuck, I'm never eating plants again. I mean, I'm never eating animals again. But well, though they make some valid points, dude. I think there's a lot to it. My honest opinion: I eat meat. I don't know if it's healthy or not. I don't know that it's healthy for me. Yeah, you know, like I, I eat it because does. I I don't know if uh, I just like it or I've just succumbed to the <laughs> good taste temptation. It's got protein in it, but like I don't know that it's good for our bodies to digest that shit. I'm pretty sure the studies. I can't cite anything off the top of my head, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Most people agree that like uh, less meat than most Americans eat. Or there's there's definitely carnivore diet people and stuff, mm-hmm. but like factory farming, you wanna like even people who are eating meat. Most people agree that you should eat healthy animals, right? right. Or happy, like keep Absolutely. the animals happy. That just makes common sense. I mean, yeah. come on, that just seems to make sense. If the animals cared for the right way, it's better to put into your body, right? Nature, the whole regeneration. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how anyone could refute that. You know. Yeah. Do you um, do you feel like getting into liberty, and COVID nineteen? Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, I, I'll let you. If you feel like telling us anything that you feel like telling us, tell us. Well, now I'm wearing a mask right now, because they say I should, 
and I feel like I want to protect my people. All right. So it, maybe it's important. Maybe it's brainwashing. You know, they tell me it's important. I just fucking, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, so I want to protect my people. Tell me, I actually like, I want to hear. Tell me about what you think. So how come, like, but when you take your mask down and you <laughs> drink, and then, like, the fact that, like, you just made these coffee with your own hands, and I, there had to have been germs on your hands, and you must have breathed on it. So it's like, I think it's important to remember everybody has a right to do what they want. The F they want. Yeah. Regardless of what somebody else thinks. If you want to do something because someone else thinks, that's also your call. I am definitely um, a liberty person, a yeah. freedom, and, and, and I've always believed in that. So uh, it's maybe not always, but like once, you know, the internet came around, I could, you know, research things. And those are ideas that also help you in other areas of life too. And it's an idea, really, you can't refute. If you read the Constitution, what the, company, what the country was built on, it's, it's what America was built on. Yeah, You know, you can't really refute that. No. So anyone has a choice to do what they want. I don't do the whole mask thing. Um, I don't feel as though anybody, any government can tell you what to uh, put on your face. I don't It's tricky, it. dude. That's, it's fucking tricky. Yeah, yeah. So that's just me, right? I'm giving you my opinion and yeah, what I do. And I think when you start, it's one thing to have something and a threat. But it's another thing that how much do you give up to combat that threat? Because if you give up too much, uh, you're putting a lot of the future at risk because it's going to make it easier to give it up next time and next time and next time. And it's, it's you know, that's sort of how I feel. But, but the truth is I feel you always want to be smart and you want to take care of yourself and you want to – I take care of myself based on what I eat. Yeah. And what I do with my body. And that's yeah. what I feel is the ultimate control of my health. I think immune, immune system is key in this COVID thing that people aren't talking about so much, too. Yeah. Well, well, human beings are survival machines. I mean, just the fact that we're here, you know, there's been how many generations before us that allow us to be sitting at this table that have made it through much worse conditions uh, since man be started. But... Um, Back to my point, it's like you, you are actually in control of your own health. Now, of course, anybody could get sick. You could get a cold. You get the flu. You could, other things could happen to your health. There are variables in life. But it's also important to understand that you are in control a lot of what happens to you. In what way? Of a lot of what happens to you. Where if you, if you have cardiovascular health, if you take care of your body, you eat the right things, you're, you're a more healthy person. Yeah. If you don't, you're less healthy. Does that Now, if you're less healthy, does that make you more susceptible to potential threats um possibly but maybe you can make yourself more healthy you know if yeah. does everyone have to stop there the way they live life because there's a threat to oh, it's a tricky one yeah it's a tricky I one know. it's all tricky the whole thing is it's all tricky it's all a you know conversation but um yeah those are just thoughts but what do you think man? what do i think i don't know you know i you know what I think? I think I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out how to make a good fucking espresso. So I don't... <laughs> True that. So I, I do... I am a sheep in the way that I will listen. Like, they'll say, hey, fucking... If you walk on your hands upside down, 
<laughs> You'll be, you know, COVID won't, you know, get you. Oh, okay, here we go. I better learn how to walk on my hands upside down. Sometimes. And I, dude, I, I have my, my own personal opinions too about things. Sure. I do think liberty is important. I think you'd be a jerk if you were an American and said liberty is not important. Yeah. I think liberties can infringe on other people's liberties. Um, I think, I do think some countries have decided to, uh, people who are at risk of COVID, stay home. People who aren't, go out and, and live, right? Was that Switzerland that was like that? Now Sweden, it's coming from yeah. Sweden. Sweden. So it's an un, I'm, I'm speaking as an ignorant person about it all. It's not my forte at all. Well, I think I'm just sharing one, I think my you thoughts. said one thing that was interesting where, yeah, well, I mean, anybody can share their thoughts about anything. That's what free speech is, and that's what we all have a right and to. And that's what the unacculturated podcast is. Hell yeah, dude. Unacculturated. That's, and that's cool. But to your point of you're somebody who, I, same here, dude. I don't want I don't want to, you know, I spend my time doing what I need to do to run my life, and that's most people. You know, they have a business, you have a job, you have a family, whatever it is do you want to do where I can't become an expert at all these things and you can't expect people to, but the whole point of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is you have a right uninfringed, unencumbered to do to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That means owning and running your business. That means that no one yeah. can shut you down. Fuck. No government. Uh, it uh, listen, sucks. A business is a private business and it's a contract between that business and the customer that's what a business is the government or the state they don't really have a place in that private contract between a business so you cannot the problem is okay if you're gonna allow government to tell you that you close your business what's to stop next time now you're not even in control now you're screwed because whenever they say you have to you're gonna do it so my i would recommend not closing the business and just you know take care of your customers your customers will go to you regardless. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say, though? Yes. Where if you give in to it once, what happens next? That's, not, that's terrifying. I know it is. So I think there's a lot to be said to, like, you kind of got to stand up, and I don't think anyone's going to beat on these. I don't think anyone's going to beat I on your I door, see, dude. I think, I think I it's all Nick. news and media and, yeah. You know, not I all. I can see Nick fuming over there, though. <laughs> So I don't expect everybody I to, to make agree a, with my perspective, and I we can, don't have to all yeah. agree with each other. No, and you know what? In this like age where everybody's political, that's fucking cool. But uh, you also have to remember Swirl. that, yeah, you have to remember that not everyone has to agree with each other, and not everyone has to hate each other too. No, that's what makes us. Awesome. I like people who disagree and create those moments because and we don't have those to hate are moments each other that too. if I listen, you could learn something. When you disagree with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. I appreciate the people who've come in my life and been like, no, disagree with me because I'm like, damn, dude, I might need to hear that. Yeah. You can't live life with all that. Yeah. Peacefully. A hundred percent. Just as a civil human being, adult. Yeah. Whatever. So I got to take the moment to do a little PSA. You come to my coffee shop and you're, you want to stay safe from COVID. I have hand sanitizer. 
Mm-hmm. I want you to know that um, one awesome aspect of my coffee shop is I have Bailey who comes in at the end of the day. He's my one employee. Other than that, you're getting coffee served by me. So if you want to have your quarantine 15 or your, your close-knit little community, count me in it, and I'm your coffee guy. Find a sandwich guy. You got your sandwich guy, right? <laughs> you want to have only so many people? I have sanitizer for me and sanitizer for my customers. I've taken steps to be as contactless as possible in the payment. Um, I have... Uh, too much social distancing. I wish I had a couple more people to come in the coffee shop and hang out, but my all my spots in the shop are very far apart from each other. Six feet on the floor, masks at all time. I wear masks out in public just to be responsible for my people. Um, I do take this seriously. I I'm not listen. I don't take it seriously, bro. No, uh, that's not what I'm saying. But I, I am want, saying I'm reaching out to my people. Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good, dude. You're not interrupting me. I want to hear you talk. That's fine. Um, yeah, and just so you know, when I come in, I wrap myself in a plastic bag. <laughs> I sit right here. I, I take a trip to the bathroom Jeff before every, he gets yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you guys know. But <laughs> it's almost like outside the door. sometimes I guess you feel the need. You ever have a situation where some that you have 10 people that they're all agreeing with one thing and they're all like radically on one side. You almost want to play devil's advocate so far on the other side, even if you don't. You know what I'm saying? So far, just yeah. to like balance it out. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. to put that out. So sometimes I feel like we get we get in these scenarios these days where, you know, life is not a series of extremes, man. <laughs> like everyone wants to make things these black and white issues, and literally, you know, if you feel this way and you disagree about this, oh, it that's sucks. a terrible person. That's yeah. insane, dude. Yeah, that's called judgment, and it's stupid. There's been some cool people who have opened my mind a little bit, like um. Like, but life uh, is gray. Life is usually somewhere in the gray, man. Yeah. And, and, and the truth is, with all the stuff we're talking about, most people don't care if you disagree about this. They're cool. I'm talking about most people. I'm not talking about what you see on Facebook and Instagram and the news. Most people don't There's give nothing a shit. To we can sit here and talk about this like normal people. Yeah. The division is like an illusion in a lot of, a lot of it, dude. You know, it's like people are people, bro. Yeah. You know? There's nothing to be gained by picking a side and fighting to the death on that side. That's just ridiculous. I think a lot of the smart people who you can find out there that I trust and intellectual people, they're moving back and forth. They're listening to everyone. They're they're talking about shit. So there is one more PSA I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. When you come to my coffee shop, everyone's welcome. You come in, you're welcome, dude. We can drink coffee together. You can have one political view. You can have another. I don't very much do politics in the shop here. I do coffee. Yeah. Are, are we even talking huh? about? Yeah, no, we, I don't really are do Are we it. even talking about politics, though? I don't know. I don't think we, I don't think we <laughs> Being talked. Being free? Freedom? No, but you associated with politics. You associate, <laughs> but it's not political. It's called just your God-given rights based on the 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 manual the document that created this country it's not political it's the it should be anti-political i'm yeah. not political I yeah hate politics if anything i have more libertarian type views because i value freedom liberty and all the things we discussed am i getting you fired up a little bit no a healthy uh, amount of fired up oh trust <laughs> me man uh not really this is just a con- good conversation and happens all the time in 2020 you know, <laughs> just talking about this so so the reason I'm doing all these little PSAs, this is episode number two of the show. And so anyone who's listening, thinking about coming to the shop, listening for the first time, stuff like this, I want to get the point across that you come to the shop, 
we drink coffee. We we talk about well, I talk about how how I fucked up the pour over, right? <laughs> With you. <laughs> That's what I talk about. But uh on the unacculturated podcast, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. 100%. Whatever language dude. we want. And that's the point. It's beautiful. It's We're an after hours. We're having show. coffee and water <laughs> and, you know, beer. That's so, it, dude. Yes. I love that's, it. Dude. That's literally it. It's a space to, to be free. And, like, yeah, and I don't want anyone time, who bro. comes into my shop to feel uncomfortable. Like, they, they, I create, I want to create a space that's forever. How could anyone that comes in here feel uncomfortable, dude? You treat everybody with respect. Yeah, it's been you, great, you, dude. You, you, every time I hear your customers come in, it's like, yo, you know about their niece's uh, softball game. I love like, it, too. I genuinely a, love it. Yeah, no, like, I can't tell you dozens <laughs> of times, you know. And same here. We get to talk about whatever, you know. It's, it, that's, that's cool. That's definitely got to be a differentiator for you. Like I said, number one, you've got a great product. But not everybody gets that everywhere. They go get coffee, and that's one of the cool things about. Do you call it SMC? Uh, is, you, I, I has like that been it. thrown around at all? SMC. A little bit. Me and it my life. Cool. Yeah, I think it's cool too. Hashtag SMC. That's it. Hashtag SM Coffee Cult. CVLT, I think. All right. <laughs> there he is. There he There's is right there, the little right simple there. merchant. So did you did you draw this? Did you design yeah. that? Yeah, all my designs are uh, on paper with a sharpie. You got a little crown. Yeah, that's the Basquiat crown, for anyone who doesn't know Basquiat. Basquiat. Wow. Basquiat's fucking great badass. Great artist, great artist. Hell yeah, you know Basquiat? Basquiat, absolutely. I'm going to bring him up just Very because talented. I love him. Let's see how I can pull this off. Jeff, where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, southern New Hampshire. See, that's the reason I'm like this. It's the live free or die state. Oh, that's where you caught the, Do you get the bug. It? Oh, Do you dude, get it I now? get it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we got Southern New Hampshire. But honestly, bro, I'm a New Englander. You know? Sick. I grew yeah. up in Southern New England, but I spent a lot of time in Mass, spent a lot of time in Rhode Island. You know, uh, and New England's a great place, dude. Let's be honest. Everything you see on the news, the riots and this. Have you actually seen any of it in real life? I haven't, uh, no, I, if the question is, have I seen any riots in real life? The answer is no. Well, the fear and all this, like, uh, I'm to be honest, everybody in my community looks like they're doing awesome. Everywhere I go or been going for the past year. So anyways, that's just more to, wow. Dude, I love Basquiat. He's so cool. I love his freedom. You want to talk about freedom? His freedom right here. Well, that's what the artist is. It personifies, man. And then you do stuff like this. You go, you take a Basquiat and you look at it, right? Everlast. And you see the Basquiat crown. I just thought of an Everlast punching bag and it was in his belt. Is Everlast know, like the boxing equipment? Is that what he's talking about? But it about? might not even be about that. It is? Do you know Basquiat? That's just what I saw. Oh, yeah, it is a similar crown. You know, and, uh, yeah. And you can see his free motions is just fucking... Just yeah, I gotta use the bathroom. Can I... Yeah, dude, go. We'll watch some. We'll we're gonna look at some Basquiat's. Very abstract. Yeah, uh, I think of it as spontaneous. So it's ab. I guess it's abstract. Oh man, James could tell us. Um, I think of it more like a free flow from his brain, even though maybe it's not all. I know he went to. uh, He studied art a little bit too. Maybe at the time asbestos was popular in the news. 
I don't know. I don't know entirely what he's talking about always, but I love the just freestyle. I love it, man. I love it. He's so cool. He lived a short life too. He passed away. Yeah. Hey, Google, who is Basquiat? According to Wikipedia, Jean-Michel Basquiat was an American artist of Haitian and Puerto Rican descent. Okay, that's what she's got to say. When did he uh, pass away? He was, six, 1960 he was born, 1988 he passed away. So what is that, 28 years old? Oh, wow. Fuck. Fuck, man, he could have... Ah, it was drugs, I think, but... Let's check it out. Heroin overdose. He was friends with um, the other pop guy. The pop guy. Warhol? Warhol, yeah. I think. Dude, yeah, he definitely a, was doing, in person, too. They're doing a Warhol. Sorry, I just hopped in there, but they're doing a Warhol uh, exhibit yeah. at the Newport Art House. Do you see? Yeah, I've been seeing the signs. I haven't been either, but I didn't think of that because I saw it today. So, what's up for Christmas, dude? What's going on uh, in your household? And so. we are staying home. Uh, I feel like I catch a cold every single time I'm around my family, anyways. And we have big families. I feel like that's an easy one to do for us. Just stay home. Yeah. Uh, I like being home, anyways. <laughs> uh. Well, your baby girl must be pretty excited. She's getting presents and yeah, my son was telling me last night. He's like, "When I wake up, oh, I'm well, sorry. I have a train from sorry. Christmas. I have I have a two year old son and I have a five year old oh, daughter. So when you said it, my daughter's super stoked, but she's a little fucking grown up. My son, he's just grasping things. So that's why I I said it. He he's he when I wake up is is my train here and Santa Claus and Christmas. I'm like, no, not yet, buddy. That's cool, Fucking though, dude. That's what it's now. about, man. That Christmas spirit all yeah, month. That's all that really matters. It's, it's, it's all that build-up, man, and that's cool. That's the kids that love it. Man. You want to be a father? You want to be yes. a father? Yes. Yeah, dude, it's fucking the best thing ever. I do. It really is. I think I'll do it later in life. We'll see. You know, Man plans and God laughs. That's what they <laughs> say. But, no, no, we'll see, though. But I do believe this year it's important to be in the Christmas spirit. For all, you know, it's awesome you're doing the toy drive. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Anyone who's listening? Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure when this is going to be available to everyone. Today is December, what is it, 11th? Today, no, today's 12th. I think today's uh, 11th. Today's 12th. I One, never two? know what day it was. I thought it was Friday earlier when I was sitting in here, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today is uh, Saturday, December 12th. Um, so Sunday, which is our tomorrow and Monday actually as well, you can come to the shop. You have unopened, unwrapped, any age gifts for kids, uh, throw them in the box. They're going to go to the MLK center, which everyone tells me is an awesome community center. The MLK community center. I think their Instagram handles Newport MLK. They're going to go there Monday at the end of the day. 
And I'm just going to toss it in with their much bigger thing that they're doing. I'm just a little satellite of it. It's a great cause. And, it, you know, again, it's been a difficult year for most people. Mainly, let's be honest, it's not because they got sick. It's because this has been a mental strain on their life. And they've been very stressed out. And their life has been thrown inside out. So for pretty much everybody, I think it's been a hard year. So Christmas can be that time where you're just like, you know, be with your loved ones, whatever. Or... Um, be grateful. Maybe get in the Christmas spirit, you know, Jolly St. Nick. Spend money at restaurants. However they're letting you give them money. Give yeah, them oh, money. Yes, dude. Spend I'm not talking about my coffee businesses. shop either. Support them. Yeah. So many businesses throughout this whole thing, I'm like, they get me for life, dude. Because they stayed, they operated, they they I love their whatever whether it's food or whatever. I'll be a customer for life. Especially right and, now, man. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, tip your service. Most people do. Yep. Most people do. Yep. It's the right thing to do. Who mm-hmm. doesn't, man? It's very... I, I was a server for three, four years. Most people do. People take care of you. People... I have love for my people, and people loved me. It was amazing. It's they, awesome. We had a house fire, 2018. Whoa. One of the amazing things that Corner Cafe did, has done for us over the years. When I say the Corner Cafe, I'm talking Jamie... And Mary, the owners of the Corner Cafe, amazing fucking people. One of the things they did, they got a bunch of people together. All the people at the cafe, our extended family, and my family who work at the, co- the cafe, yeah. got together and hooked us up and helped us through that shitty time. Shitty wow, time where we had a house awesome, fire. Dude. I mean, that's terrible that that uh, happened. We had but insane the fact help. that you had a support system. That... Yeah, it's real people, man. Yeah, bro. One of the reasons I love Newport... It's a small place with real people that, like, you know everyone in town. Same, dude. There's tourists who come and have a blast, and you can meet new people and have fun. That's why I've stayed here, man. It's a great community. What year did you come here? That's what matters. uh, I came here to college initially. Yes. A while back. And then I left for a couple years. I worked in New York, and then I came back initially just because it was the cheapest place I could live in to start my business, like I told you. I was my buddy who's living here. And, uh... I stayed because it's a it's a great community and that's what matters, you know. Our lives are made up of the communities we live in. Not what bullshit is on Facebook or MSNBC or Fox. Yeah. People get caught up in it. If though. you don't know that there's an agenda behind that, dude, you're a schmuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have a you have a news that you like that you trust? Independent media. Yeah, independent media. There's a lot of good independent sources like uh, on Twitter, um, you have to keep your ear to the grindstone or whatever yeah. the saying is. And I, I always think about that. Yeah, but but our job at this day and age is to basically decide, decipher what's real and what's fake. Because if you don't know that the media, their pretty much whole agenda is to get engagement from you so they make money, that has nothing to do with the truth. The news is supposed to be a, a neutral report of what happens that people can make their own minds about, uh, make up their own minds about. That's what a reporter in the news is supposed to be. So honestly, I have a capitalistic mindset, but if there's one industry I think that could be a nonprofit, it would be the news. Yeah. Because they would just come and they, their job is to give radio. the people a neutral look and then you make the decision. But that's not the way that shit works anymore, dude. I what mean, about, they're out there, but they're all independent. They're not the big box. What about NPR? They, I mean, I don't listen. To, if I haven't listened to it often, I'm not gonna say 
uh, positive or a negative thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I, I fully admit to things I don't know. And if I haven't listened to it, I won't say. So you listen to a lot of it's talk radio, right? Yeah. I like NPR. Yeah. GBH. Mm-hmm. Uh, B- WBUR. There's Boston stations. There's local ones. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You do. You have to be aware of what's going on around you. Mm. You do have to. You can't just let someone tell you something, and now I'm going to fight to the death for that. You can't. You got to be. You got to be multifaceted. I don't know. Yeah, you definitely want to be aware of what's going on around you, but you don't want to get so wrapped up in disinformation um, because it can really distract you from being a happy person in your own life. Uh, So there's a fine line. I agree with that, though. There's a fine line of awareness. And is this becoming a literal negative impact on my life, a drain? Yeah, it sucks. We all know the baby boomer who just has, they're keyed in, okay, all 24 hours a day, dude. (laughs) They got their six hosts they love, and it's like gung-ho, you know. Forget about seeing what the other side's saying. Whatever network they're watching, we all know that person. It's like, whoa, you're a little too hooked into <laughs> what they're telling you, you know. But we all have to be able to think independently and form our own opinions and based on logic, common sense, and well-being for ourselves and those around us, right? Yeah. I agree with that. Can you um, – I don't know, so feel free to tell me. Like, sure. uh, can you talk about – your clients are there there any cool clients you want to tell us about yeah i've worked with a a lot of great companies i mean i've worked with uh if we're talking about local some fantastic uh, small businesses we've worked with over 250 small businesses many in newport you know the sardellas of the world and you know whether it's a barbershop a law firm i have fall river customers so um sick and then on on the agency side, you know, great hospitality companies. I've worked with Wyndham. I've worked with Hilton. I've worked with uh, a lot of great just companies that maybe you won't know about either. You know, there's so many. A lot of what I do, you know, um, is I find middle market companies. So a middle market company is like they do between $10 million and a billion in revenue. And they're all over the country. They're in every community. They're in every community. America is full. That's of called the middle market. Middle market company, yeah. Beyond that is like would be like a large cap, yeah. uh, a, a, a very large company. You can invest like in funds that just do middle market companies and stuff like Probably. that, right? I Probably. think so. That's my client base. I work, I've worked with uh, large cap companies too, but that's pretty much who I go to. And a lot of these companies, they're in every town and county made up of people from there that built, that were a small business owner and they scaled it and they built something. Like, you know, if we're talking about Rhode Island, the Jan companies, Demio Construction, those are the type of people yeah, I work with. I've, my brain went to construction, too, because I feel like that's a hard working, and then you give They're someone innovators. a job. Construction companies are innovators, yeah, but right. the Jan companies owns Newport Creamery. They own four country clubs. They own 100 Burger Kings, So, huh. but, but from um, Cranston, Rhode Island. Demio from Providence, and, and they're all over the country. So I'm trying to, like, scale up my sales force right now so I can get in touch with more from everywhere. But, yeah. How do you uh, market a marketing company? How do you market a marketing company? Well, you have to have content these, this day and age. Would you ever hire a marketer for your business? Well, what do you mean by marketer? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know, like getting your business out to businesses. No, that's what I do all day long. I mean, you, you, there's direct selling. 
there's paid media online, there's social media, there's um, outbound on the phone, there's all different ways yeah. to get customers. There's um, reputation, referrals. So this isn't any business. So I like to go in with businesses and say, what's your model? We sit down with their executive team, we figure out what works for them and how we can build digital solutions to aid them in basically everything we're talking about. Provide a better customer experience, brand themselves and get business. But we do a lot on Google AdWords, you know, uh, social advertising, paid advertising that converts to like a landing page or a reservation page and stuff like that. It's, I love what I do, dude. I'm always learning. Every new business I work with, I learn. I learn what they do, uh, you know, and that's just cool, so. My friend, I made a friend. His name is Seth. He's a young guy, a little like maybe I think he's twenty something. Mm -hmm. He has a new business that oh, it's right here. Here we go. I'm gonna share it on here, and I'm curious what you think about it too. It's pretty cool. Sorry, I'm looking at my phone here. Totally. I'm just trying to pull this well, up. I'm just gonna look at my phone now. That's the way it works. <laughs> we do the phone thing. Um, so here's a hotel room with web VR. You're in there. You're in the hotel room. And then it has a reservation portal on top. You can book oh, it right cool. there. Yeah, it's different. It ha it's going to have its application, you know. Uh, I would love to see it. The reason I'm bringing it to Las Vegas is because it's the hospitality destination of the world, and they're going to be able to – they can wrap their imagination around all their conference centers and facilities and amenities. The properties out there are fantastic. So, yeah. Let me see this book What here. about an Airbnb? Yeah, there's, a, there's so many applications, but that would be cool. They just went public, man. They just went public. And How did it go? <laughs> Good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, dude. <laughs> that is true. So this is my buddy, Seth. Well, speaking of hospitality. You might think he's cool. Oh, look, he posted, he posted Simple Merch. I respect anybody who goes after it with their idea and tries to make it happen. So, I'm sure. Dude, yeah. He anybody. Wants to, he wants to be anywhere. a business. Um, oh, jeez. He, he's doing, uh, he helped me develop my business uh -huh. correctly. And he, he did some things, you know, I, some of his posts have really helped me out. Nice. It's really cool. He's almost like an incubator. Like he partners with you, makes, helps you execute yeah. your business idea. Yeah, business incubator. I yeah, think so that's what a he's part doing. of my business is we, I can relate, um, is that we do the same sort of uh, equity partners in certain situations and deals where if the technology that we build can add so much value that it's worth more to us taking equity you know we'll do that so we've done that on a couple instances and uh, it sounds maybe similar to that uh, but working with small businesses owners is a trip man because they're some of the most creative people you find you know like you put all the detail you put so much emphasis on the detail of every corner of your shop Thanks, man. a physical space I think more digital space, but I always find it so cool. Same with Corner Cafe. Yeah. Everything is thought out, dude. The way the plate is, the way the... F and it's just creativity, you know? And yeah. more small businesses, the better. And we have all the tools and technology. There's no reason. You can start an Instagram account. Oh, dude, whatever Instagram's the heck. Instagram's a blast right now. Yeah. It's great, dude. You connect whatever. to so there's, many there's people. There's a million tools. There's YouTube. There's social media. There's... I mean, just the fact that we have access to all this stuff, it's like, what excuse do we have? we got to go after it, right? <laughs> yeah. So I went to 
I I went to school as an artist, right? And uh, it's always cool to share your stuff. I feel like Instagram is literally just designed to share your stuff. Like, when I was a kid, I, I we had, what do we have, Flickr or something? I don't know what Flickr, I think Flickr's different these days. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But it, we put, I put my photography on there. Um, but I was, I used to like beg people to like look at my stuff, like check this out, check this out. Nowadays, it's like I'm constantly doing design stuff and Sharpie drawings and whatever. And Instagram is always there to eat it up and people are going on there and having fun. And I like using it too. And I love staying connected to all the shops around the world, seriously. And yeah, it's cool. You just get a, you, like you just said, you, it's universal. Connect to anybody in your industry people that inspire you put all your stuff out there for no cost yeah you wild. know uh if you're in business or you, you just have to be on platforms where people can get access to you at this day and age it's as important what you're sharing in the digital space as you are in the physical in a lot of ways um so i agree sick yeah yep what are you up to uh rest of the weekend man working tomorrow I am a barista, full-time barista, double full-time parent. Damn, man, you must have your hands full, bro. So uh, I'm, you know, I have a girlfriend, but you know, I don't have a family, and it's shit. It's a challenge still with my business. So I, I always respect people who have the family, and they do both. It's like, I'm sure it inspires you, though, right? Yeah. That's oh, oh, it's what it's all about. Right. This is just what I do in the in the meantime. I'm a dad. That's what I am. It's awesome. And I do coffee. I bet you're a great dad, huh? Uh, not always, dude. <laughs> not always. Um, the other day, the other day I scared my kid. It sucked. Uh, so I got these glasses in February. You know, like the nicest glasses I've ever. Fucking looking sharp, right? Yeah. Never had anything like this before. Right. Had them for like a day. This is what it's like. You got to sacrifice everything when you're a parent. Oh. Like, you throw it all away. Right. So I get home. I'm, I think I was, like, maybe almost falling asleep, and my son grabbed them and just fucking snapped them in half. And I'm like, whatever, right? So the other day I went, and they, I was like, hey, you know, I have these broken glasses. I've had them all year. Oh, you, uh, you're under warranty. You can buy them 50% off, right? I'm like, all right, cool. So I bought them again. I get home. What? <laughs> the couch again, dude. Dangerous place, the couch. They just literally jump on my face. And I'm not kidding. They just jump on me over and over again. So he grabbed them. And I'm like, no, buddy. Do not touch my glasses. And he just went. And it was like the saddest face he's ever made. And yeah. it crushed my heart. But parenting is weird in that you don't know what you're doing. You just figure it out. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. I'm sure you're doing a great job, but I, I, I can only say when I talk to my, my parents have five kids. Oh, cool. And I know we all gave them a handful, dude, and they gave up so much to raise us. And it's like, wow. it's the that, That's one of the best things you can do in life. If The best, you know? It's kind of like I feel what? like I'm building everything to for that point. Nice. You know, that's yeah. what I feel like my motivation is too, but the family doesn't exist yet. You know, it's it's kind of weird, but I'm all about family, too, because I came from a big family. And cool. People that you can just be 100%. Your parents still live in New Hampshire? Yourself with. Yep, they're up in New Hampshire, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, accept you for who you are, what you are, good and the bad, 
That's what family is, dude. You know? Yep. But. So how's this book? This looks interesting. Yeah, I, I combed through it. So Restaurant much, tours? Yeah. Dude, as much as I am a ho- I'm a hospitality guy, yep. I'm a service guy. You take care of your people. You give them a good experience. It's all about experience these days, right? Sure. As a business guy. Yeah, absolutely. People, they can go get a dollar coffee at Cumberland Farms or somewhere. Sure. A place. But they also, like, why am I going to go there and spend $3 on a coffee? Why am I going to spend three times on a coffee? They go places for an experience, right? thousand percent. So you try and take care of your people. So, um, but the reason I brought it up is in this book, he tells a story about like somebody coming to his restaurant and, oh, we, uh, we, we had a reservation, but we came here, we traveled, but we don't have a reservation, so we have nowhere to sit. Oh. So the guy like walked him out and walked him like to the other side of New York City to bring him to a place. And I'm like, okay, this going over the top. Like for someone, but oh shit, yeah, <laughs> that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a cool book. No, that's dedication, and it's. I relate because in my business, I learned this early on, year one, you know, day one. Just with emails and corresponding, the fat I could just get back to them quick. I had that in my control. Just getting back to people quick and communicating. If it was everything was good, I would tell them. If there was a problem, I would tell them. We're gonna figure it out. But I would tell them. I wouldn't let 48 hours go between yeah, an email. Cool. Yeah. And if someone calls me, I pick up to this day. I, you're not going to voicemail. If a customer calls or a client calls. It's hard. Yeah, it is. And, but, but little things like that set you up. Like what you're describing is your value proposition. You pay $3 because you go to a place that is there's an environment. It's not a gas station. There's a good environment. There's good service. It's a good part of your day. It's a kind interaction, right? So same thing, my value proposition is we get shit done now, we figure it out, we overcome challenges, we don't avoid obstacles. So I figured that out early, just based on other people that were, if I just did that, I'm already setting myself apart. Because most people, not most, but some people procrastinate. They don't do that. Uh, think about it and let a day go by. Yeah, that's all the customer experience. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, right? it's hard to stay on top of stuff. No I shit. really respect when I send an email out to a business and they get back to me. I'm like, holy shit, it's real. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it just it gives you that feeling of, what is it? Trust, comfortability, and it means everything, dude. Yeah. It's subliminal. It's like you think about it, but at the same time, it's just like a feeling like I can count on this person. You ever use Airbnb experiences or have you heard about this? No. Uh, I haven't. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds cool. I guess you can go on there and like look through. Were you telling me about it, Nick? Somebody was telling me about it. I talked to a lot of people. It's it's a part of Airbnb. Of I guess so. And then you can go on there and you can like uh, schedule for an experience. Like it might be like uh, I have a graveyard in my yard. Come down and at two a.m. we're gonna walk through it. I don't know oh, something like shit. that. So somebody told me, hey dude, why don't you do a why don't you do an Airbnb experience? It's something I'm looking into. As a business owner, you, post-COVID, you come down and you have a, a full-on half-hour, hour coffee experience, right? It could be the hour before I open, the hour after I open, or one day when I have people I trust that can kind of work in the shop, baristas, skilled baristas, where you can have like a full-on experience. Like, let's try this coffee from Ethiopia. Let's try this other coffee from a similar region in Ethiopia. How are they, so they different? they like a suite of coffees, and they can just 
Yeah. Learn or the we coffee can, trade a little. You yeah. teach them the trade, right? Check out this coffee like I do here, the Rocketeer blend. Check it out. This is an espre- Rocketeer blend as espresso. This is Rocketeer as a filter offering. Like, how is it different? Like, I don't know. People who might be into coffee or maybe do like an Airbnb experience um, learning how to brew coffee at home. I don't know. I, I nerd out on coffee. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's your job, right? <laughs> Brainstorm. That's what I do. new ideas to the table and shit. So, yeah. I mean, you're getting some Ethiopian. Co- so, when you're ordering Ethiopian copy, coffee, it's not coming from Ethiopia. It's a local. Is it well, someone locally I buy, that sources it? or I buy my coffees from roasters. Uh-huh. Roasters do the sourcing. Nice. They travel to these locations, and they make these relationships. Yep. And they They're like the these- distributors. Somebody manufactured it, they distribute it, and you have the end-use product, sort of, right? Actually, so the roasters are kind of the manufacturer as well. They're part of that process. Right. They, roasters source green beans, which is unroasted coffee, and then they roast it, and then they get it to multi-roaster shops like me. Oh, damn. Or shops who, fo- who are affiliated with that roaster, like, and all they serve is the one coffee. Also, they use it in their shops. Also, they give it to directly to the customers for their home. Um, cool. And I didn't realize that's how it worked, oh, but it makes sense. Wild. And coffee is important to those places that grow coffee. Um, so basically, the reason the coffee is so good is you just have a good taste in coffee. You just you must have people that come in and they get all different types of drinks. And each person, one person likes yeah. their Ethiopian. Yeah. What's mine? What's Personal the, what's taste. What's the one I get? You have... The Rocketeer blend. Rocketeer, all right. Cool. Filter brewed. I do it every day. The Rocketeer is like my house coffee. So it's the coffee when you come into the shop, it's going to be there every single day that the shop's open. Mm. It's as my house espresso, and it's as my house filter coffee. Yeah. So you have your coffee is the Rocketeer, a little simple syrup, organic simple syrup. There we go. Kapow. Rocketeer blend from Atomic Coffee Roasters. I like the package. Nice. Good job, Nick. I like the logo a lot. So Dude, these guys fucking rule. They've been my, they've been my my main dog since starting this thing. Since this coffee 1996. thing. 1996. I love. Pretty that. Pretty cool. I love that. I, just, I can't wait to have them on here. You know what's fascinating about like these guys? They're just boom. They had something in 1996. They're growing it. They got a great product. They're putting it out there, and like, I just think it's so cool when you. You know, see a company that's since 1918. You know, this yeah. is a business Wild, that lasted huh? longer than the person's life that started it. You Wild. Know, it must have been a lot of hard work and effort to make something that's. Think about that. It exists after you're gone. It's pretty cool. But I um, when I started my business, I was trying to find an espresso machine. I wanted a Linea Mini La Marzocco. I had to find this machine. I I had to. There were none in the whole country, but I wanted this machine. So I reached out to everyone, and Chris's Coffee in New York got back to me. And the reason I'm, the reason I'm telling you this story, um, they got back to me, hey, we have one. We got one for you, and it's my little Frankenstein mini, uh, mini over there. Oh, yeah? But when I got there, she said, oh, yeah, my, my dad, this is his, his uh, baby, this business, one of his babies. He's still up on the roof uh, cleaning the... The flues from the roasters. He gets up there, he climbs a ladder, and we're talking a business that's grown. And I think he's an older guy. Yeah. But they are great people over there, dude. They really took care of me, helped me 
whiffed me up in starting a business, a little platform. And so he's up on the roof cleaning his own flu. That's one thing I think about. Yeah, he probably knows the business inside and out, right? Better than anyone. Yeah, and you have some success, but you're still not scared to get your hands dirty and absolutely get man. Do you can't ever ask somebody to do something that, as an owner, that you haven't or wouldn't do. Lead yourself. by example. Yeah, or else people will sense that right away. You know, any gritty, grimy thing in my business that needs to be done on the customer service side or sales side, I, I'll have done it or I will do it. You know, or else I wouldn't ask someone else to. So, sounds like the same type of thing. And, uh, yeah. Dude, I appreciate you coming on here and do this. And I don't know if I've already told you this, but I appreciate you coming into my shop and being supportive and coming to my cart at Parati Park and being supportive. I appreciate it a lot. Well, it means a lot to me. Thanks for saying that. Um, like I said, you have a great product, and I recognize the hustle. Respected it off the bat, and I'm always about, you know, sharing ideas, brain, what we do, brainstorm, talking about, you know, improvements, innovation, shit like that. So it's my pleasure, dude. I like coming in here. It's uh, especially with everything that's been going on, like we've talked about it. Yep. There wasn't that place for a while. I mean, you had the opportunity, you seized the opportunity, it seemed like, because you were, every coffee shop was closed, but you were outside in the park. You know, but there wasn't a place you could go and sit down. And that's always kind of been part of my schedule at certain times. I like to work in the office. Sometimes I work from home. Um, but I like you get a certain focus in different environment in different coffee shop environments, you know, where you can just yeah. hammer out work. So that's, that's dude. I love really good here. Yeah. I love creating that space for you. Hell yeah, chill. I'm sure you got, you know, like uh, the guys I've met in here. There's probably tons of them that come in and out. Yeah, there's a handful and, of yeah, people. Yeah, come in, guys, if you want great coffee in a chill environment. Thanks, dude. It's, yeah, 100%. It's, what's the address here? Three, 513. 513 Broadway, Broadway Innovate Newport. Uh, uh, first Or basement floor of Innovate Newport. And then there's just businesses upstairs. There's co-working desks. You know, uh, some eccentric people, quirky people uh, lurching around here, like myself and others. <laughs> Hey, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about. As an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. food trucks, what do you think? I mean, I don't know a ton about the food truck business, but it seems like it would be low cost. Food trucks, food carts. Seems they, like it would be... Uh, dude, it's a way for an entrepreneur to get in without having insane investments. And yeah, I wish right. there was more freedom for that. I feel I like food trucks have been a huge wave, man, and there's so many success stories. You know, if your city's conducive to it, I don't know how it works. Can you just go park on a corner, or do you need, do you need all that stuff? There's regulation, and yeah. that's okay. This, it's okay. So, like, Newport seems like it's been getting a little more open to it. Yeah, they it's could become very, more very small open. scale. I think that would be a huge part of your business plan, business Tourists model. Tourists love it. You know, it's good for the local economy. Right, is to find that place, and it's... Yeah, 100%. I mean, when I lived in Jersey, working in New York, that's all I, I was a young <laughs> guy. I was getting the falafels freaking every day, Fuck food trucks. Yeah. And I used to work in a falafel food's food often truck. awesome. So I think it's cool. I don't know much about the numbers side of it, margins or anything like that. But for me, it was. You could figure anything out, man. This is America. You could yeah. figure out an idea. You could, you know, might be a pain in the hard work, pain in the ass mistakes. But if you have make great food right have a great product yeah. and it's and it's differentiated from whatever those are the two things right great product 
you differentiate from what everyone else is doing around you. So you bring something new to the table where you stand out and it's a good product. Yeah. You're going to you're going to have people eating your food. In my experience, anyone who takes the time to make a rickety truck or a rickety car work, yeah. they care enough to make a good product, dude. <laughs> Makes sense. I love it because it's just now you can you can do food trucks forever that's cool but in my head i think of it as a stepping stone like hey guys check me out like this is how i'm able to i have a hammer i have like scrap wood i can build a table and fucking sell coffee on it like it's a way to for somebody who doesn't have much to get out there and become an entrepreneur i believe that i love it dude dude that's awesome I am full support of it. It's always about finding that way. How can I get started? Every people associate, you know, the word entrepreneur is thrown around so much these days. Yeah. But people sometimes associate the word with risk. Entrepreneurs are huge risk takers. Actually, you kind of want to minimize risk. You want to do something that makes sense. Yeah. And, and it's like a small start, yeah. but it, it is a start. And then you get that that affirmation as your customers. And then you, like you said, you have that building mentality. Okay, I'm gonna take the next step, little step at a time, little step, little step. So, sounds like that's exactly what you know your point was, and it makes total sense. I think that's anybody who's looking to start anything is like you have that just way you can start it. And then there's always that transition of when do I leave my job or can I dive into this full time? Yeah, COVID is what got me to do that. It was just. And then, and then that that's, that was your opportunity, though, yeah. because that was a challenge, but you made it an opportunity. So it's about changing. That's why I recommend Kiyosaki's books, countless books. He he works on your mind, how you think and see things. And when you change that, you you don't see challenges. Oh my God, I'm screwed. You see it as, oh damn, this is something I got to get through. But is there opportunity in the challenge? You know, the more you train your mind and that's why I'm always just about um, putting positive content in your, whether it's reading, if you have a Twitter account, if you have an Instagram account, follow, follow, follow people that are doing what you want to do, and they're positive, and they're encouraging you. Cut out the negative shit, dude. What you put in your mind is everything. My brother-in-law turned me on to, uh, my brother-in-law Ian turned mm-hmm. me on to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, cool. Telling me to check it out. Oh, amongst other people, my friend Don, who I look forward to having on the show, people yeah, have told guy, me. Yeah, yeah Don? Oh, mm-hmm. he's fucking awesome. He's a man. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I created this show, have some of the people that I meet in the shop. Yeah. All, so many good people. Well, did you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? I didn't. I oh, you're never gonna, had you're it. You're going to love it, dude. But that book comes to you when you're ready for it. So when you cool. open it up, you, you'll get a ton out of it. But I don't entirely understand assets. He's going to explain it to you in a way that's <laughs> very simple. Nice. You know? You read it? Dude. I had a friend give me that book, and I didn't even open it for th- years. I had my own bullshit opinion about things. I was an ignorant young person, you know? And then I finally got around to opening it, and I was like, wow, I don't know shit, you know? <laughs> but he, but that's that's a good feeling when somebody shares a wealth of knowledge is the guy Kiyosaki I mean he's just a massively successful massively successful person educator um cool yeah I think you, you you'll like it but I had a, something I was gonna say I forget though one thing my buddy Seth that I was mentioning before hmm? green tree startups growing tree startups 
he told me um he told me the worst thing a small business can do is think like a small business you got to be you got to be thinking big that's a good point yeah. that that's a good point and what? some small businesses are content being a, me and spiffy were talking about this and when, when we were recording um there's a, there is a difference first of all small business owners are awesome they serve their communities they give the people in their communities a great experience but not everyone not all of them have aspirations to grow something big only certain few do and that's fine it, yeah it's literally up the way you want to live your life there's no better or worse but what your friend's saying is the walmart sam walton started walmart <laughs> it's just like any other store you see it's probably amazing customer service and everything but it was a it was a new idea sort of but it was a convenience store basically it was a central store and he grew it into walmart dude harley davidson started out of a garage you know, Apple started in a garage. They all had that. So I don't know if I entirely dream to be a big business. Is there a definition fine. of a big business? Um, depends how you look. Like a big business is big. I think it's uh, how they define it. How Kiyosaki defines it is um, a couple hundred, two hundred employees, or maybe a thousand employees. I don't know. So that's big. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a big company. But you can do great even just having a successful small business or a medium-sized business. I mean, there's a lot of wealth in going from zero to twenty million a year, or seven million a year, or yeah. five hundred. There's a whole scale, you know. Maybe you don't want. Maybe that doesn't matter. But if you've got, you know, six locations, you probably have a great, you know, great life. And then if yeah. you're passionate, you're going to keep building. If you want to switch your focus, that's up to the individual person. But I don't know. When you get, I think usually the people that want to grow it, they just have a passion for the, the journey, the the the, the ongoing yeah process, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. You gotta love what you do, right? You gotta love doing it. Yeah, it's not so much being obsessed. I'm not obsessed with having like a big business. It's just that I've seen that the more I work on myself, the better my business improves. So it's like a personal development tool. I can help others. I can serve others. I can give people a job you know all these things so i don't think you have to go into it with a mindset of i guess those shades are great i totally understand what your friend's saying and i agree with it but it's like usually what starts great businesses is that they see a problem and they want to solve the problem and they have a different niche solution they have a solution yeah you know so that's usually the starting point and then from there it's all passion dedication and stuff so Sick, man. I know I have a long way to go in my business, and I'm excited about it. Sick, dude. Yeah. So we good? We wrapping it? Yeah. That I'm was good. fun. Thank you, dude. Dude, yeah. Good good talks. Hey, come back on. That'd be fun. Yeah, dude. Just let me know. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. All right. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Nick. Woo! That's fun.